You're listening to Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumare and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. Tumare? Mary, uh, Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic candidate for president. So, of course, it's time to ask. Who's going to be the vice president? Well, there are a lot of interesting choices. And one of the ones that I saw um, was Susan Rice. And then I saw her interviewed this morning. And I thought, wow, what a brilliant selection that would be. She's so... Why is that? Well, she, one, she's super smart. And she was in the Obama administration. So she gets some immediate street cred there. She's not really a politician, although I guess she has been thinking about running against Susan Collins. I didn't realize she lived in Maine. And so she's got government experience. She knows Biden. She's African-American. She's a woman. And today what she was talking about what when she was being interviewed was what the plan that they handed over to the Trump administration on this pandemic um, situation. And for you know any of us who are thinking, how is this is situation ultimately gonna be solved? She seems like a great person to put in there to be able to put back into place the mechanisms of government to keep us safe. You know, I'm not sure Susan Ice is familiar to everybody. Can you take me back a little bit? What role did she play in the Biden administration? I mean, in the Obama administration. I'm sorry, That's the Obama, right. Obama administration. So, again, I'm going to feign just a little bit of ignorance here, but I believe she was ultimately National Security Advisor. Was Am I wrong in identifying her as the UN ambassador? That was uh, Samantha Powers. Samantha yeah. Powers. I, well, I also a, saw well, an interview okay. last night and actually saw her speak oh, six months ago or something, and she's awesome too. But unlike Susan Rice, Samantha Powers is like very much a true believer in truth and justice in the American way. And um, there's a funny part of her, because she wrote a memoir last year, in which she was, you know, fighting for, um, you know, the uh, justice for all people and, you know, not making decisions that would injure people. And Obama said to her something like, okay, we've heard you. <laughs> you know, like he would get tired of her. <laughs> and, um, and I also was funny, back to Obama, I saw a little clip of him and I think it was like, December 2014 something and he's talking about how you prepare for these pandemics and one's coming and the kind of thing you do and I felt so wistful like oh Barack yeah I wish you were here I know <laughs> I'm still kind of on Susan Rice the negative people hang on her was the Sunday morning appearance about Benghazi Am I right. right? So that is right. I had forgotten that. And she went out and did the uh, the um, the bidding of 
I guess, the State Department. I mean, was that the take on it? You know, that's just that just came back to me as you said that. Well, I think so. And I think roughly it is uh, what it was, was the State Department or the White House gave her a set of talking points. A mistake too many people have made. She went on the talk shows and she went with the talking points. And the talking points, of course, depending on your point of view, were not accurate or were show that fairly, fairly quickly. Uh, she very quickly said, okay, I understand that my mistake was following what, uh, what the bosses told me, told me to do. There was never any culpability to it, but I guess I wonder, and I, I'm interested in her as well, but very few things make the Republicans salivate quite the yeah. way Benghazi. That's a great point, John. So, um, and I've got a suggestion uh, for you on a potential. I mean, let's put out the criterion right away. Joe Biden has already committed, I believe, that it's going to be a woman. I'm right about that, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And maybe a woman of color is particularly appealing. I think you and I have agreed that somebody with clear governing experience is important. And I'm a little bit inclined to uh, mention my senator, Tammy Duckworth, who I think has just a pretty incredible resume. Uh, veteran, she lost both her legs. Uh, That's good. And she was on she this was the list first. too. So this was a list of 10. And I'm not sure what publication it was in, but she was on the list for the reasons that you said, and she served in the military, which I think is- And she important. was the first Senator ever to give birth while she was serving as Senator. <laughs> I, I know that's symbolic, but I think it's important. I'm gonna back away from Tammy uh, Duckworth though. And I'll tell you the problem I have with her, Elizabeth Warren, who I like very much, and even Kamala Harris. Can we risk a Senate seat I mean, we have little hope of regaining the Senate, but I'm almost afraid to put any of them in play. I guess maybe California, you figure you can win whatever, which would suggest Kamala Harris. Uh, you don't even know for certain that Massachusetts is, is safe. Does that and the idea of governing experience tell you that looking at a governor, do you look at Michigan? Yeah, I mean, I I think that um, the governor of Michigan, that woman in Michigan, start. I think it's Gret right. Gretchen Whitmer. And, I, no, I no, may be corrected, right. but I'm pretty sure that's, that's right. The and certainly, she has to be considered. Um, but I I do think you have to think about what are we losing. If it's one reason why people keep going back to Stacey Abrams, because she is not currently in a governing position because she lost her race mm -hmm. and so she pushes a lot of the buttons as well so I think any of those women would be awesome Klobuchar as well um, but I'm not so sure that two senators one for the reason you've given and Biden also came out of the Senate, the Senate right. even though he had been vice president so it would be interesting to have somebody that has a little more governing experience 
and someone who comes from a state, I think, is a really interesting choice, given the position the states have been. Even though Stacey Abrams wasn't governor, governor of Georgia, she is coming out of... Well, I the, think she was coming out of the state legislature, right? Yeah. She was either the minority or majority leader. I think maybe the minority. Yeah, I think that's right. There. I'm going to throw another name out. I mean, I'm back on senators, I guess, now. But I think you have some familiarity with Tammy Baldwin. I do. I actually have met her before. She was on this list as well. She is awesome. She is the first openly gay uh, member of the U.S. Senate. Senate. Um, she's very personable. She comes from Wisconsin, and she's super popular there. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things that would argue for her as well. And she's a little bit of a dark horse because a lot people don't know her in the same way that I think people wouldn't know Susan Rice, but she's got a very nice and kind of rural way about her. I don't know how else to describe her. I'm not saying well, she's not sophisticated. I'm just saying. But you said the like magic Klobuchar words too. This, I mean, the last election would have gone differently if just Wisconsin had turned. Correct. That would have been enough. And so Wisconsin, you know, not too many years ago, the question was, how does Ohio go? I guess there's always still a question on Florida. But now we seem to be looking at Ohio. I mean, rather, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. So we're talking about uh, governor of Michigan. We're talking about a senator from Wisconsin. And I think that recommends Tammy. I, I wonder the thought. There is much in my heart that says, yes, make Elizabeth Warren your vice presidential candidate. It pulls perhaps uh, the Bernie people closer, does a lot of that. But, but I'll tell you the truth. Warren in the cabinet affecting some real change than I would as vice president. Me too. I, I think it's a wasted spot for her. And she's such a lightning rod that I'm not sure it's great for the um, for the ticket after all. A couple other people in the list that I didn't know, but both were uh, Hispanic women. And one was from Arizona, I think, or New Mexico. So I'm embarrassed to say I did not recognize their names, which is not normal for me. Uh, well, I think there's a senator, was attorney general from Nevada, and then the woman you mentioned from New Mexico as well. So I think there's a lot, as, as I always thought about the entire pool of candidates we had starting out, there's a lot of great candidates. And I think Joe Biden is going to have um, an embarrassment of riches when he looks at not just the VP candidates, but also for his cabinet. So that's good and news. And we've just... We've just talked 10 minutes, and frankly, we have not talked about the person I suspect is the front runner, and that's Kamala Harris. I know, I know. It's so, it's too easy, though, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> it is. I wonder if Steve Schmidt, uh, and I'd remind our listeners, Steve, this guy I respect very much, but he was running the McCain campaign and decided to throw what even he's described as the Hail Mary pass by uh, uh, picking Sarah Palin. I wonder if Steve would go really deep and pull Lori Lightfoot out of uh, 
out of Chicago. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be like doing Val Demings out of Florida, who was another right. person who was on the list. But she was quite a star at the uh, um, impeachment hearings. She was very, very impressive. So a lot of impressive people uh, and a lot for us to talk and think about between now and I guess tomorrow when That's we right. will talk again. Talk about All a right. binder full of women. You got it. All a right. binder full. All Bye, right. John. I'll talk to you.